0: What's cooking, supported by Auckland Art Gallery Toi o Tāmaki. Become a member today for great art benefits. And uh, through the wonders of technology, we should have Samuel and Luke from Phoenix Foundation on the line beaming in via the internet.
1: Indian boys. Hello, yes. Hello. Hello. Hello.
0: Yes, you're both coming in loud and clear, which is absolutely fantastic. This
1: is this is very exciting.
2: What's happening?
1: Yeah, and no, it's great to be here. What a wonderful what a wonderful place to be. Bf. Your right. house. Yeah, my house. <laughs> oh, hello.
3: Yeah, I'm just in my garage.
0: Okay, Luke, I know that you do everything hello? from your garage. What's happening?
1: Uh you've got oh, you've Jeez. got one guess as to where I am. I'm in my garage.
0: Can, can you hear me?
1: Yeah. Okay. It's only sometimes. What about
0: Samuel? Are you, where's Samuel?
1: Can you not hear me? Hello.
3: Who's this thing? I feel like there's three the on, the on the
1: line.
3: What's telephone? What? <laughs> Sam's just fucking, fucking around with his effects microphone <laughs> to confuse us. <laughs> <it.
2: laughs>
3: <laughs> ah, you bastards. You, you
1: bloody bastards. bastards. This is serious thing radio. Is, I know, but the thing, I've turned it off now. That should All be right. off, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not coming through. Oh, but God, the thing God. is, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't hear it. I can't hear oh. it if it is happening. Well, I, I mean, I, I could now. hear it. I was it like, "Who's like,
0: all... this strange ghost out on the line? Did I accidentally what? What's zoom it someone else in?" Man, uh, this is classic radio.
3: Right Basically, now, don't play a trick oh. on me
1: because we try Wait, what? Who? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing any tricks anymore. This is this is pure. I was not playing any tricks. This is purely Zoom.
0: Well, is ghosts of Zoom past, eh?
1: Are you
3: serious? It's just going. Oh, Sam, have you got a really long delay on it or something?
1: No, oh. it's all off. Everything is turned off.
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> someone from the COVID era, like uh still trapped in the matrix? <laughs> um, is that better? It sounds perfect. It sounds perfect. Okay, mm. great. Hey, so a big old happy birthday to uh,
1: Horsepower. Mm, uh, a thanks. very,
0: very special occasion. You guys are coming up to Tamaki to play at the Hollywood Avondale, which I must say is a bloody great room to see the Phoenix Foundation.
1: Uh, We've never played there as well, so it's pretty exciting for us. I've enjoyed a lot of gigs there. Mm-hmm. and um, But I feel like it's, uh, you know, we usually play the Power Station, um, but I feel like this feels like a nice... Slightly more intimate, but still big, beautiful yes, space for still us. Still
0: big, still feels as, just as big as the power station, but is
3: uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's not. Just, it's it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but isn't <laughs> it feels the same, but in reality, it's not. It's
0: not, but it's it, it kind of sits. I know it kind of sits in that space of uh, almost the St Jamesy type thing, just a bit older, and it feels like a, a special occasion when you go there.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. Anything that has this sort of just a few little frilly bits of Victoriana that make you feel like you could be seeing a mesmerist in 1917 or something. Mm, time traveling.
0: Yeah. Mm. Now, uh, Samuel and Luke from the Phoenix Foundation, we've the, well, this evening's feature is a guest selection feature, and we've got you to guest select a couple of tracks for us. We had, you know, we had, actually had to go to the, the BFM CD library for for these songs. We've had to do a bit hey. of a dig, and thank God they were there. <laughs> cool.
3: Well, Was that, which ones? Which ones did uh, you have to look for?
0: Granddaddy Air uh, Cassette, which came yep. out on Paydirt Global Roots in the year 2000, and it's yep. classified as NZ Rock.
1: Right, yeah. Uh, that's probably the only one that's not on streaming services, as far as I can tell. Okay. Um, I mean, Granddaddy are quite a big band. They sort of like, they're sort of slightly forgotten. So are Air. I mean, Air are huge. Or
3: were huge. Well, that's good. I'm I'm glad that you, I'm glad that, um, I'm glad you had to go and use CDs. Yes. Well, we're going to play, we're
0: going to play, this is what we're doing tonight. We're playing CDs.
1: Fantastic. Mm. That's fucking cool, man. Uh, That's a cool format. uh,
0: uh, Shall we start with some Granddaddy? Why are we starting with Granddaddy?
1: Uh, You go, Luke. Uh, Well,
3: when I was 18, uh, well, basically I saw a a Granddaddy video. It may have been on MTV when MTV was around. It was in the middle of the night and the video, well, it wasn't for this song, but it was for this album. And they basically, the dude had... um, uh, an acoustic guitar and then gaffer tape with the silver gaffer tape under his acoustic guitar. He had an electric guitar and it was hilarious and they sounded uh, um, it was Summer Here Kids and it had just this broken piano sound. But anyway, the reason that, and, and the album under the Western Freeway became quite a classic in the Phoenix Foundation uh, gang. And I think that the reason that we've chosen this song, Mm AM-180, is um, we were already really into Casio um, sounds, and a big part of the Phoenix sound is is actually this ancient Yamaha that Conrad has that has um, an 8-bit sampler um, in it. And what we sort of loved about Grandaddy was that it was um, using those kind of cheap synth sounds, but not in an ironic way. Like, basically, this this track is a, like like a really great grunge track, but a bit more lo-fi and with this um, hilarious synth in it, but that isn't ironic, I, I don't think. Is that fair, Sam?
1: Yes, yeah, exactly that.
3: Okay.
0: All right, let's hear it. Here we go, Granddaddy. Turn it up, everyone. Cool. Oh, is it skipping? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Oh, the city's in great condition. Here we go.
4: Things important to us, like whatever. We'll diffuse bombs, walk marathons, and take on whatever together.
1: God, what a great song. It's good, eh? Have you not heard that band before? I've not a... heard
0: I have, I can honestly say I've not heard that song before, but man, that
1: rules. Mm,
2: it's really good. It's... I
1: remember, remember just because I remember seeing the same thing on MTV at the at the time, and then also going to see a was it um Dreams with Fishes? It was a really trippy indie film, and there was a song of theirs in there, and it's just like, oh my god, this band is so fucking cool. Um yeah, and now my kids absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, I can I can fully understand why. So that that is something that really uh, was one of the foundation pieces of inspiration for the Phoenix Foundation's horsepower.
1: Yeah, for sure, and it gave us permission to to kind of go there with the toy keyboards and the kind of goofy sounds, um, and take it seriously. As Luke said, you know, it's like it's using these kind of broken childish sounds but it's not it's not a silly song Mm. I just Mm. I also
3: love how how um, not macho it is you know there's quite a lot of rock music at the time and I think uh, oh I don't know I just you know I used to listen to heaps of death metal so um, definitely that was like a time of just getting away from that even though Obviously, a part of my heart will always belong to Slayer, but um, I liked that—that that was that. It's not macho. It sort of rocks, but it's not doesn't have a macho edge, basically.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. I feel it. I feel it, man. I'm stealing that song, guys. You might hear it on the drive show tomorrow. Everyone out there. Right. Okay, now shall we make it make our next step towards this air album, which is uh, yes. this is a the Stone Cold classic. <laughs> Um, I'm glad that we've got it on CD with all the artwork cut out of it and it's colored, covered in sellotape and a twink pen saying don't steal.
1: I love that about um, <laughs> B-Net stations, just the sellotaped up cases. Every b station in New Zealand is a lot of sellotape. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Microplastics everywhere. Every time I open yep. it, a little <laughs> microplastic goes into my lungs. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah no, oh, It's good for you. Tell us... Tell us about this particular song. I think what have we chose? Number nine, New, New
1: Star in Kelly the Sky. Was... Oh, no, nice. Star- New in the Sky. Yes. Yeah, Star- you chose that, Sam. I did. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, Ear was an uh, actually. You tell what? The, I tell you what. There was this flat that um, me and Conrad lived in, and Luke was around there a lot. And it was there was this brief period of um, MTV New Zealand, and I think maybe Havoc and Newsboy had a show on it. Maybe. Yes. And, and they played. Um, they had an indie show, and it was a great. It was a great period for all of these kind of different sounding bands that didn't. They weren't Britpop, they weren't grunge, they weren't garage rock, and they weren't dance music. They were something else. And there was like we'd see things like, and this was how we'd learn about them because you know none of us had a computer, really. And you have to go back to your parents' house to send an email, maybe. Uh, and so there was like the Beta Band and Granddaddy, You'd see, I remember seeing Pavement, that song, Stereo, you know, um, all of these great things. And then one day Air, um, Sexy Boy came on and it was the whole thing. It was like the sort of cartoony kind of seventies cartoony thing and just these sounds and going like seeing, seeing him playing the mini Moog and not actually knowing what a mini Moog was and just kind of going, wow, what is that thing? Like, we need to find out what that instrument is, um, and i guess it's just real it's just real nice music to listen to when you're baked really and that's kind of something that we've tried to aspire to
3: yeah i think i think you're right like all all the instruments i mean the moog definitely the blew our minds and the roads yeah. and the space echo all of yeah, that and, yeah. just, and just the um the like music uh, like um i don't really know how to word this but um their use of uh i guess i guess it's like a nostalgia you know like they're going back to a to a f- french cinematic thing that felt pretty exciting at the time mm. to us also like it's it's really um you know it's very it probably, french
1: i'd say it was a gateway to things like um goblin and vangelis and um you know a bunch of 70s stuff probably you know craft work and things like that in Mm. a way for us it was probably a little bit of a door opening to this kind of world of synthetic dreams dream music yes
0: All right, let's hear it press play there we go let's chat in five minutes guys boom fresh off the cd here uh, from the 95 bfm cd library is moon safari new star in the sky as selected by the phoenix foundation who are playing friday oh it's a friday night yes even more reason to get out people friday the 24th of november which is kind of just around the corner we're like trucking on through november right now
3: um yeah so it's 2 weeks away isn't it Mmm.
0: not this friday but but next i'm going to open the calendar dilly
1: there is not a lot of time I oh, know we got collect.
0: one. We got three more Fridays. Three more Fridays.
1: Three more Fridays. Yeah, sweet. How many sleeps till Christmas? Depends I can't. How my much maths is not math that good. I can't probably. do it.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> was, did someone
1: say something about math? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Must have been the Zoom <laughs> echo again.
3: Okay. Um, now, one, one thing I just want to say about that track and that um, that album in particular is it's like. It's just like, well, there's another thing, which is just beauty, like believing in kind of beautiful music and just letting the gentleness of it wash over you. And you could turn that shit up very loud and there will, will not be a single nasty frequency in it, you know? Everything mm. is just like a creamy marshmallow massage.
1: Mm.
0: Did you guys catch any of that CD player opening and closing with a little CD thing?
2: I did mm. hear a little bit of CD oh, there player. There
0: we go. All right. Okay, so what I've done is I've put in this cassette album, as mentioned. All oh, right. Uh, it's their album Emo. We've got yes. You guys are after a song. What song are you after off this one and why?
1: I think we've chosen Handbag off this one, which is yeah. just, it's just so like emotional and like, haggard and drained and just it's it's great it's intense um a bit of a classic this was a this was a big bfm song when it came out and it's got the old um what, it's got that pedal steel player on it was his name glenn campbell i but think it was the, but he's not the glenn campbell but he is the auckland pedal
3: steel player
1: eh? yeah um and it's just it's some pretty pretty authentic pedal steel playing and great singing from Tom Watson, who was in Head Like a Hole, and I think is about to release uh, a new song as Warm, Regra- Raw- Warm Regards. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, uh, so this another thing where it's like, um, I think cassette were doing, I guess what you could call alt country, but to us, it was kind of before we'd really had that much experience with that genre. And definitely not many um, bands in New Zealand at that time doing this kind of thing, this sort of slow, we've, the the rest of the tracks are all quite, quite chill, to be honest, but this kind of slow country-ish heartbroken sort of sounding stuff. It was, there was like the word macho came up before from me, it came out of my mouth. Mm. Um, and it's, um, again, this is like not really macho. I think like we're, I think I was really enjoying like music that you know going to see gigs and they were kind of mellow. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. This would be a band. This was a band that we sort of vaguely knew these guys from Wellington, but not really. And they were they were an Auckland band at this stage, and we really we wanted to be- become their friends. And then they heard Horsepower and they I mean, liked did. To, and they wanted to become our friends. And then it was like. Um, it was it's was the start of a lifelong friendship. You know? They're they're great people and this record I think is a real New Zealand classic.
0: All right. Let's hear yeah, that me too. More people should hear. What a cute story. Mm. Let's, let's hear some cassette emo. Just had a text oh hang on you guys are there all right yep everyone's back back in back up back online back on air
1: i uh, love how that song sounds like it's slowing down <laughs> even though it's a drum machine
0: <laughs> we had a text through saying tom watson cassette with the best alt country band exclamation mark
1: yeah well i agree That's with that
3: awesome. text um i have a couple of i've got some um classic rock classic stories of the road i'd like to share about cassette which is that the first time we toured with cassette it was an early um a tour with um Ian Blink Jorgenson uh, yeah yeah yep. so he he before he did camp Aloham, he had a magazine called Aloham, and then the magazine turned into like uh, tours that he would put on and so he he put us in cassette on a tour and were you guys on one of the CDs that he put out uh, yeah Probably
0: yes.
3: Um, cassette were living in Melbourne and they came over from Melbourne for the tour on an aeroplane. And (laughs) they got so drunk on the plane coming over from Melbourne that it made the Herald that (laughs) New New Zealand rock band, you know, like causes on the plane. By getting too drunk with the complimentary booze. It was because um,
1: one of the, the air stewards took a liking to them and just started bringing them all the business class booze uh, and just bringing them like bottles of champagne.
0: Ah, uh, so it's not actually their fault. Well, yeah, no, it's
4: not their fault. No way,
1: uh, no. And, uh, and they, I think they t- caused that much of a scene. <laughs> they were just probably being larrikins. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, you know,
3: that's
1: that, yeah. And, um, I think I
3: feel like they definitely uh, on that tour they were pretty hard
1: they were hard rocking dudes who played really mellow country. Yes. Um there was yeah, like, there was, they were coming back from Melbourne and I do think that a lot of the bands that went to Melbourne they they partied hard there. Mm, mm. There was it was a different vibe. You gotta do what you gotta scale. do
0: when you're in Australia, right. You know, yeah, you got hard to country, hard land, party hard.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: All of those things are part of the experience. Now, okay, we've got a we've got a sparkle horse track lined up. Why would you like to play some sparkle horse? Phoenix Foundation.
1: Yeah, I think this is really an, I mean, because we've really honed in on tracks from a certain period when we were making horsepower. Mm. So this is probably another one that maybe you brought this one to our attention Luke from your job at um Eva Dixon's where there were some um kind of onto it older dudes with cool records would that be about right Johnny
3: Johnny Kofit and Stu Brown um no I'm not sure if maybe a shout out to those to those two Mm. um I'm not sure if this is a a discovery from Eva Dixon's even though that was a formative time what Um, I do sorry go
1: I was just going to say it was in that same zone of these kind of different sounding bands, these these alternative bands that weren't grunge, that were coming out at that time, that were doing different things with home recording and. Well. Very,
3: mm. That was my 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 first job was uh, washing dish dishes at the classic, uh, Wellington uh, cafe, Eva Dixon's on the corner of Eva and Dixon Streets, and um, I was you know maybe eighteen and there was a couple of real music bandy guys there and they're like oh this young guy's really into music and oh boy he loves um Soundgarden and Bill Jam so possibly by that stage that was kind of ebbing but they were kind of took it upon themselves to feed me a lot of different sounds so I love this I
0: love these stories I love a yeah. formative story like this it's just the power of the connections to other people that just like hey man check this out and it's like god damn it you
3: bloody bastard I love yeah, this yeah. I do actually quite like they it. Were, yeah.
1: They were pretty proactive about it, and it was like it got to the point where I would walk to meet Luke at the end of his shifts, and, and get in his car because he would have a new CD almost at the end of every yes! shift, and would go for a drive to just listen to what it was like—pavement or whoever, you know, spiritualized, <sighs> spiritualized, yeah, all spiritualized. Oh that's, man, god that's damn some, it! That's Holy some druggy shit. Music.
3: Um, but I just want to say one thing about Sparkle Horse because this is a definitely a thing from the CD era is I reckon I went into um, whichever music shop it was that I bought it from and I actually can't remember because there were so many um and I listened to it in the shop probably about 5 to 5 plus times before I actually bought it because the CD was like I don't know, $30. Yeah, they were like like 30 of money. they were about
1: $39.
3: 2 weeks point. paper yeah, and sometimes. money. Yeah, and um and and I would put on Sparkle Horse and I'd have a listen and I was like, "Well, there's something going on here, but I just don't know." And I went would go back a few days later and have another listen to the Sparkle Horse album um and be like, "I'm not sure," and then I finally bought it and I distinctly remember my flatmate mocking the Sparkle Horse. Um, but I think she also voted for the act party, so um <laughs> we know we know who was in the wrong there. Yes. Um yeah, and Sparkle Horse, another thing that is like sounds a bit broken and he was you know, he ended up um he's not with us anymore in a in in a terrible um way. And but the music sound I actually I shouldn't have brought that up, I think, but anyway, the music is very is very um
1: well, this album is it's actually deep, man. This album is so beautiful. He he had a. I mean, it's a pretty famous story. But he had a kind of a seizure, a, a bit of an overdose on some medication, and passed on the out last, on his on his the leg. last
3: day of tour.
1: Oh, on the last day of the tour of the first album. Yeah, and so then this album, I think it already started it, but he finished it basically in this kind of recovery from this extreme. Uh, accident which left him unable to, to walk what, and I think what, then Conrad saw him on the tour for this record when he was um, touring Krishnan's Dairy in Edinburgh and he even met him I think after the yeah, gig yeah, yeah, he yeah, came yeah, back he su- just super excited and we were all all already into Sparkle Horse but it was just it was just felt like this kismet thing and we, we definitely tried to emulate a bunch of the sounds on Horsepower, the kind of fragile broken vocals and <clears throat> to this day, we use like old, broken microphones. You know, every Phoenix Foundation gig, we've got a, a a funny microphone through a delay pedal, and just the hiss and the yeah, the fragility of it was deeply uh, transformative for us. I, was, I think
3: I, I've got to tell you about the accident he had because basically. He passed out on his leg and cut the circulation off to his leg for something like eight hours. Oh, and then when he when he came to, he stood up and suddenly all the blood rushed to his leg, which caused like a like a heart attack and other organ failures. So yeah, this this um this um the whole album, not maybe not this song so much, although it's very gentle and broken also. But there are other songs on this album that are just all about thank you, sweet nurse you know it's all very hospital based <laughs> it's hospital based um bedroom bedroom music
0: all right let's hear it this is sparkle Horse with sunshine I can hear. We can hear you chuckling on away the, there. The Phoenix Foundation, Sam and Luke Buddha, yeah, there in the background. Uh, the Phoenix Foundation uh, celebrating twenty years of horsepower at the Hollywood Avondale Friday, the twenty fourth of November. Get your tickets from Banished Music, guys and gals and uh, everyone else. Get get your tickets right now. Now
3: um, there are twenty left. Only twenty. A twenty. I think there's only 20 tickets oh, okay.
0: left. okay, so it's going to sell out.
3: So hurry up.
0: Yeah, all hurry right. Up. Okay, it's selling out. Okay, well, uh, on that note, we so, should...
3: Don't sound so disappointed. Oh, I'm like,
0: oh, oh you yeah, know, you guys, you're definitely, you're, it's going to sell out. Would have sold out. a 1000000 it'll sell out, like, probably right now, after this right thing, because that's how powerful BFM is, right?
1: Yeah,
3: absolutely. Well,
1: <laughs> I tell you what, when we put out Horsepower, it was about around the time that BFM started playing us, mm-hmm. and it was... The difference between us coming to auckland and playing to 10 people or playing to like 200 people and so it's you know hugely hugely important in our lives hey i still remember seeing you guys play the saint james saint james that was oh, yeah what that a theater fun. what a show it's kind of a loose show let's hope they do bring it back hey eh?
3: yeah i that was with golden horse
1: was it? No, I think that was so. no, no, no. Oh no, 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 no. no. no, no. That was no. a
3: different one. That was at the Regent.
1: That was in the same building, but mm. different.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. No. Oh, the Saint, the Saint James, where we had um, it was a seated show. I feel yeah. like it. I feel like it was. St-
0: I mean, I don't. Know. I think some I of know, it kind it of blend into one, right?
1: They do. Yeah. They
3: really No, really absolutely push. not. No way, man. Each one is I beautiful,
1: don't... <laughs> amazing, and individual. I
0: connect to every single member of the audience, make eye contact with every single one of them, and everyone gets their money's worth. Yes. Now, uh...
3: Intrusive Cultic control, <laughs> eye contact. That's what I do. Mind control. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh now, guys, you're keen to play you're keen to play lamps off horsepower. Tell us about this song.
1: Um well this one got <clears throat> this one's kind of relevant because it's got some of those really fragile elements that we were maybe learning off um Sparkle Horse. This is just one also that was probably never been played on the radio. Mm. Um and it's got Conrad playing his Yamaha um keyboard, me and Luke playing guitar. You can, like I'm barely playing, Luke's playing this nice melody. Uh and it's just kind of just very just slight song I guess it's just very mellow, it's also about it's kind of got young man um, desire for peace in the world kind of lyrics so maybe it's a slightly topical
0: Fair enough, well perfect actually, perfect, I love that sentiment mm. Hey Samuel and Luke from the Phoenix Foundation, it's always an absolute pleasure uh, to speak with to you guys um, uh, this will be one of my highlights of the week so thank you very much And we'll look forward to seeing you at the Hollywood Avondale Friday the 24th of November. If you didn't catch it, there's only 20 tickets left. So I suggest heading to Banished Music right now, if not right now, very soon, to get yourself a ticket because this is obviously going to sell out. So, hey, cheers, dudes.
3: Thanks for having us.
0: We'll uh, speak soon. Peace out.
2: find you just can't live without
0: cooking. Supported by Auckland Art Gallery Toyo Tamaki. Become a member today for great art benefits.